So we're gonna talk. I guess I'm starting this one. You didn't differentiate who was. It was like it was like a showdown between me and Jason (laughs) looking at each other, like who's gonna blink. And I'm like, well, I made him do the last two. Hey, welcome to the Train and Talk podcast. I'm your host, Buddy from W. What's that company? (laughs) What's that? What's that company? No, I was listening to that podcast where the girl showed up with the the hoodie from a different. (laughs) (laughs) I listened to that podcast with the women from Wisconsin. I have to say, man, that was a hard one for me to follow. I was like, whoa, there's a lot going on. Who is talking now? (laughs) It was a hard one for me to follow, man. Jared, I'm sitting in a room with a bunch of girls. I'm like. You guys have got that was the edited version, Jared. You didn't even yep. hear the non-edited version. Like the non-edited version in the room blew my mind because I was like, "You guys are talking at a speed that I can't comprehend." Right. And they were finishing each other's sentences damn near, and I'm like, "This is way over my head." So sorry, to yep. start. that was crazy. Well, there were like eight people on it, so <laughs> you know, headphones were switching. It was, it was. I told I, in the podcast. I think I said, I said, I don't know if this is going to work or not. I, you, you did, right. and like, that's man. when it started getting real good. Actually, yeah. Don't feel I bad thought. if we don't air this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. See, Jared does listen. Oh, anyways, don't be that guy that doesn't get invited back. And we're doing this on the same time we're talking about method, and so I'm like. We've already skipped a meth, you know, step two. We haven't even got to step one on how to get invited. How to get invited. That's the number one question we get is how do you get a mentor? And we're like, yeah, we're just skip that one. We don't, you got to figure that one out on your own. Well, Show you up do. with like five dogs. You're guaranteed to get oh. in with somebody, right? Yeah. Right. So don't be that guy that doesn't get invited back. Like, well, I don't even know where we can start with this one. I think Buddy should start off, like, because you, you talked about hunting with Doc early Doc on, right? Doc no, um, Susie, or not Susie, um, the old timer up there by you. I can't remember you and Jimmy, uh, Rod Clawwitter, and and maybe that Doc. Was it. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I, I was once or twice with Doc. It, I so you showed up heart... and the dog ran the wrong way on a deer or something. Oh yeah, yeah, that was that Rod one. and Doc. Mm-hmm. I got don't, invited back. Don't be that guy. <laughs> one of the so. I don't know if this is serious or joking. I'm not sure. This podcast could go one of two ways. I'm, right. We're hoping to have a little sprinkle of like sugar and salt at the same time. Um, my wife brought up a good one that we were talking uh, on a different... I got her on a podcast, by the way. Um, and anyways, it was, if you can, let the mentor... And so this is serious advice, like somebody who's sure. new. Let the mentor pick your dog so don't show up with the dog you know if, if you can if you can find a mentor before you get dogs great if you if you get dogs before you're whatever but if you show up at, at I, maybe i'll be the asshole so if you show up at my place with a pile of dogs that are not really and i don't like your dogs i'm probably not going to be excited to keep bringing you back you know what i mean you show up yep. with no dogs and just learning shoot i would i, I had a dog i'd have given you at some point you know there's people who will or help you find a dog that that I would like. You know what I mean? So I, I'm thinking of the mentor. They have a style they like. They have a, a method they like. And so if you don't, if you have a pile of dogs that they don't like, um, at some point, you know, you're you may not get invited back. You know, but if you if you show up or or at least take their advice on what dogs you bring. A lot better chance of than they're going, yeah, turn that dog loose. Let's see what it does. 
if they already know what it's going to do and it's not a good thing, they're like, don't, don't turn that dog loose. Leave that one. Leave it up. So anyways, that was my. Yeah. It doesn't work out like the all-stars where you just bring a bunch and put them together and they perform. It's like train rack waiting to happen. Yeah. 90% of the time, I think, because it's an, an unequally yoked kind of thing. Like you got a new guy who doesn't know anything. They're looking at this ABC in this dog and they put all this time and they've got an emotional connection. And then they go hunting with you and you're like, God, I don't want to, I don't want that around my dogs. Like, I don't want my dogs to pick up on this. Or you're really protective about what you have and what you've worked for. That That's probably the number one reason I don't hunt with certain people any longer. Yeah. yeah I tell, I tell a lot of my people that, um, don't be that guy that when the, when you get invited to go on a chucker hunt, you show up with your dog and at the end of the day, everybody kind of sitting there having a refreshment and chilling and, and uh, tailgate talk, you know, and then it's like you leave. Don't be the guy that's like, hey, we're never inviting him again because his dog <laughs> ripped all the birds. He wouldn't listen to him. All he did is scream at the dog all day. Like, Don't be that guy, right? Because you're never getting invited back. And so I've had a lot of guys that are like, newbie guys, they're like, how do I do this? And I'm like, well, I'll tell you how not to do it. That's <laughs> <laughs> easier. It's easier to don't, do this. Don't be this guy, right? Don't be the guy that doesn't get invited back because you destroyed the hunt. And nobody nobody ever wants to see you or your truck or your dog ever again. So <laughs> don't be that yeah. guy. Yeah. So, so it all revolves around your dog most of the time. Well, I guess no. I, I take it back. It, it, it's it, on it the totally can, It totally can be the person too. It totally I mean, you can, can be the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It's, I was gonna say, I was like, oh, it's always the dog, and it's not. I'm like, nope. There's a lot of humans in my place that are not. You dogs welcome to come. You can stay your ass at home. Yeah. Can I come hunt with you? No, but send Charlie. He, he yeah. Can come. Yeah. I'd like to see how that dog's doing now. Yeah. Let's see how he works. I haven't seen him for a year. Yeah. No kidding. Uh, Oh man, there's nothing more frustrating though than in the bird dog world to go to go drive to South Dakota for 18 hours, um, drop the tailgate. I get lots of guys like, "Hey, can I come hunting with you?" And I'm like, oh. <laughs> "That's a rough question." That is so hard because I want I them to come and I want them to have a good, enjoyable experience. But I'll be honest, a lot of times the answer is no, just because I I don't want to drive 18 hours, drop a couple of dogs, and start trying to hunt pheasants. And have another guy over here blowing the whistle, screaming at his dog. The dog's not responding. And he's going through the country, ripping up all the birds. And it's like, man, I'm out here to have a really enjoyable time and relax, enjoy the dogs, enjoy the dog work, have some fun. And if you're destroying my fun, then you're just you're never yeah. going to get invited back. Yeah. At this point, I'm kind of gun-shy to let anybody come with me because it's like, Dude, have you is your dog ready? Like, is he ready to go to South Dakota and and and, and be exposed to a hundred birds coming up at one time? Like, are they ready for that? Because if they're ready for that, get in the truck. But if he's not, sorry. Yeah. So. See, I think that's so. A you're, lot of you're, the what you're road. saying, Jared, is I'm not invited to go with you to South. No, Dakota. you're not. You're not coming to South Dakota this, with me this fall. Fair Just leave enough. your dog home. Now, if but you want to set up a trip and invite me, that's a whole different. Story. <laughs> But I think oh, yeah. in the hound world, that happens a lot. You've got guys that want to hunt to learn. And then you've got guys that want to hunt for camaraderie, you know. Um, and the ones that are going in hopes that you're going to give a free training session. 
you know, their dog's going to pick something up while you're there is different. You know, you, you, I process that differently than, you know, somebody who's got finished dogs and says, hey, I want to drive two states over and come hunt with you. Totally different totally situation because, huh? you know, they've put in the legwork and their dogs are ready. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, there's different levels. Like I, I've, uh, I don't know that I totally agree Well, give with us that. an example, buddy. Like, if I threw a couple hurting, hounds in my truck. Without hurting feelings? Like, yeah, no, I if I threw a couple hounds in my truck and drove up there to Oregon and said, hey, let's go hunting. I don't know. Would like, you even uh, let me show up? <laughs> he's only let me go twice. <laughs> and it didn't end super well. but <laughs> oh, It ran over his puppy. Well, I know the answer to that. Um, you know, it, it's just the, the, the different you... you I'll give you an example. So we had a couple of dogs. We we're going up to uh, um, go lynx hunt, and we had a couple of dogs that were training. And we pull off on the side of the road to feed the dogs. You know, I mean, let all the dogs out. That thing. And the two dogs that we we had were bringing to them take off on the hillside. And we didn't have collars on. We didn't have nothing. We were just pulling over to to feed dogs and water them, and you know, get out right. of the hotel. And and it was like that was not enjoyable. Like. I was like, I don't know if we're gonna bring those dogs. I'm like, well, we're just gonna hit the road. We'll see you later. Lost, but things like that that it's like, man, you just don't realize different styles, and it just makes a non-enjoyable. You're talking about you going to South Dakota. It's like, man, it is not enjoyable for me to to spend 45 minutes to an hour trying to get a dog back when we don't have a track going or whatever it is. Um, because they're going out to hunt, you know what I mean? They're they're doing how they hunt. You know, that's how they went is, is they go for finding the cat. Whereas my dogs, if if I want to be a part of it, I guess, you know, I don't want them just taken off. And not to say that they wouldn't do that. If I pointed up on that hillside, they'd all go up there and do that. But it's like, no, we're here to, you know, feed and water or whatever. So, right. so in that standpoint, it's like, man, just the different, I just learned it. It's like different styles sometimes doesn't mesh very well with my style and sure. it doesn't mean anything bad. I'll be up on the mountain where you are, but do I want to putt around with you every day and listen to you scream at dogs and come here? No, no. no. I'm like, let's go. You know, so. hey, you married your wife for a reason. You know, you have friends for certain reasons. It's because it's enjoyable to be around or whatever, you know, it, nobody wants tension. Yeah. And there's so many factors where that can come into play. It's like, just kind of eliminate it where you can. Yeah, yeah. So how do you not be that guy? I guess is the question. Um, for I me, no, you go like Jason. Hey, Jason liked this topic. Let's let him. Yeah, piss some I do people like this off. topic. Jason, Jason's I... the nice guy for everything. So let's let's <laughs> tell Jason how. how we'll dig in the closet under. a little bit on this yeah. one. You know, I can speak from experience because I was that guy. I, I hunted with a group that a lot of guys put up with me. You know, because I was friends with some of them and whatnot. And I made some good friendships out of that too. But there's something that stuck with me over the years. I had a, an ex hunting partner tell me people would like you better if you wouldn't talk on the radio. <laughs> and it just gave me the mindset. Like, is he just trying to shut me up or whatever? And at the time I was like fuming mad, ready to throw down. But now looking back on that, the delivery kind of sucked. But in the end, it's like you have two eyes, two ears, and one mouth, and you should utilize them proportionally. You know, to be the guy who's invited back, if you're a know-it-all or you're constantly talking up your dog, you might not mean it bad, right. but the perception of that from the outsiders is 
you're taking credit for something that you just showed up and got lucky, or it was a coincidence where that might not be the heart behind it, but that's what's being portrayed. And, uh, I think being, um, be a sponge, you might not agree with it. You can decide, Hey, this is good advice or, or bad advice, or I like seeing this happen. Um, I think yeah. it's just all about if you're going to do that with somebody, it's a team, whether it's temporary or a long-term hunting partner in that moment, you are a team and nobody wants to play with certain kids. Yeah. Don't, don't be that kid. Yeah. Talking a lot is strike one in my book. Too. Now I get paid to talk. So <laughs> <laughs> I know I look back a little I'm bit like, on my, on my hound story. Um, I didn't have any hounds and I found a guy that was a houndsman and man, I look back, he was very gracious because I was the guy that got in the truck and asked 5,000 questions all day long, right? Why are the dogs doing this? Why is that happening? Where are we going? What's this? What's that? Why, 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 why? And I look back and my like, man, he, he had a ton of patience with me because <laughs> I don't know that I'd have that same patience, right? If somebody showed up and said, can I go hunting with you? And then all day long, every time we went together, all he did is ask questions. That would Just get super old. <laughs> Yeah. So he well, had a, there's people. he was very gracious because I because I I'm, I had a lot of questions. Well, I think there's people that are looking for answers to learn, and there's people who just they want that shortcut. So I guess how you ask a question too is a big part of that. If I show up and ask you a question, it's going to be deliberate, not hey I need to shortcut this and get on a fast track. So I'm just going to go with somebody and hammer them with questions. Where now you look and you watch, like you said, your eyes or your ears with a dog. You can learn so much more than somebody giving you a cheat sheet, you know, try to soak it all in. Yeah. No, I would I agree with that. Like, you know, the, the questions and understanding that sometimes the answers are not, not probably what you want to hear. It may be like, yeah, I don't know. Or, or you know what I mean? Like there's at least in my thinking, it was like the, the mentor wasn't, is confident to answer some of those questions. Um, you know, maybe the bird dog side different. I don't know, but you know, be like, Oh, why did that dog do that? And like, I don't know. He just, that's what he does. I don't and know. It's acceptable. Yeah. You know, sometimes that mentor is reflecting and just stewing on it and is not quick to just give out an answer to be like, if, if he's, Oh, this is X, Y, Z, then I probably wouldn't, it wouldn't have been, a great mentor for me anyways. Cause it's like, man, that, that I guess what I'm saying is, is if he was a know-it-all, I may not have, um, it may not have been a good enough mentor for me. You know what I mean? Cause I wanted to reflect a little bit. And so the mentors that I was, that I was kind of drawn to, they didn't quite know the answers. They may have had a suspicion, but they didn't tell me what, what they right. thought. You know what I mean? They right. kind of kept it to themselves because they weren't hundred percent sure. And, and they don't, they can't talk dog, so so sometimes the answer to your questions you got, it may at the time seem like, you know, just because they say they don't have an answer doesn't doesn't mean they aren't thinking about it. They're computing it. Yeah. They're you know what's funny is uh, they use what what's cool is when you get a mentor that calls you the next day and he's like, you know what happened? Is this? Yeah. I've been thinking about it. All night mm -hmm. long, I thought about why did those dogs do this and that. And he's like, "I bet you it ha this is what happened." Da da yeah. da 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 da, and that's so cool, right? When you have that they didn't relationship, sleep that night. Oh yeah, yeah. 
That's super cool. Yeah, I thought about that all night, or I thought about that, and I bet you this is what happened. Yeah. And those are the ones to learn from. Yeah. You know, because they're giving it thought. Like Buddy says, they're not just, they don't have an answer for everything. It's not a know-it-all because, you know, the dogs can vary, Um, especially when you're hunting with a dog you've never hunted with. Like that guy is watching your dog and trying to compute it. If he gave me an answer on what my dog was doing the first time we hunted, honestly, I wouldn't listen to a thing he said anyway, probably. Because he hasn't put in the groundwork with it, you know, and seen it work. He's judging it off an isolated incident. Yeah. No doubt. I think for me, the biggest way to not be that guy was to try just just show up with a really humble student approach. Like, I'm trying to learn. Hey, you yeah. know, I'd, I'd, buddy, I'd like to come ride along with you and just see if I can learn a little bit about how how your dogs work and why and see if I can pick something up. Yeah. And then I don't show up with any dogs, and I don't show up with any expectations. My expectation Mm -hmm. is I'm just going to try to learn, just shut up and learn. And then also on that same note, hey, how can I help you? Oh, you could grab that dog out of the kennel and put him in the truck. It's time to feed. Grab the, you know, try to be that guy. That's where I gained ground with with some of the mentors that I've had. It's almost like an apprenticeship. And if you do bring dogs, ask, you know what I mean? Like, and, and, you know, so, so the other thing would be is like asking when to turn loose or, you know, letting that person drive the situation, you know? So mm-hmm. whatever strike it is, that's, that's their strike. You know what I mean? If they got the strike, that's, that's theirs. You know what I mean? And so, so they'll let you know, well, go ahead and turn, why don't you turn in two dogs or one dog or whatever it is if you yeah. if you do bring dogs and when you bring dogs because at some point you probably likely will bring dogs but letting them kind of decide and you just kind of got to turn over your your pack to them in a, in, a, in a sense you know they're gonna drive that track the way they want and and they may see things in in your dogs you know one of the biggest things i see and i don't hunt with a lot of new people so i'm not saying from experience i'm just talking from from things I've heard and people talking in, in, in general, but newer people or newer houndsmen or hunters, your dog's always better than it probably really is. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, that, that dog, that's going to be this, you know, Joe, Joe and so-and-so it's like, man, you really, and I, I was there. Yeah. I don't want to say I was there, but I was there in the beginning that mm-hmm. I had these dogs that I was like this dog and that dog, and I need to do this. And, and it's like, man, I didn't have a clue. I didn't have a clue the first two years, three years. I had no business talking about the strengths and weaknesses of my dogs. Because you didn't know. I, well, I just didn't have the experience. You know what I mean? Like, right. I could see these things, but I didn't have the background to, to figure out what they were doing. You know what I mean? Like, we were doing so many things wrong, and uh, Rod was one of them. He... he seen one dog he he never was a hound guy he was a cur dog he he liked a lot of cur dogs but i remember him him saying you know i had a, a dog named copper there and he's like this dog could come with you anytime you want buddy and he was not a hound guy he didn't really like hounds right he, he liked the curs but and he never did tell me i tried to get it out of him what he liked about her and he never really did tell me but he goes <laughs> basically his answer was she don't act like a hound buddy <laughs> you know what i mean right? that was the that was the answer he gave me and i was like i don't right. what do you mean <laughs> That's funny. Um, but that was just, and he let me turn the other dogs in or whatever, but he didn't, there was other dogs in there that didn't, it would have been the same race, the same things. It was the mannerisms. There was just things about it that he seen that I 
I couldn't see. I mean, I could see that she was there. I mean, over time, I could see there's things, but I still don't. I just want to go back and rehunt that dog now because I got a lot of experience to to see things. Sure. Maybe I'd have a different picture of that dog. But well, to circle back to the method, though, do you think it's because when you go hunting with somebody, you're you're interjecting into their method? Like, was that dog? Yeah, you said it wasn't a hound. Did it run more like a cur dog? It was. was it? I mean. No, no, I don't think so. I mean, she was quick. You know, you turn her loose behind and she come out in front. And I mean, there's just a lot of things really sweet. But I mean, the dog, it, it one tree, the dog bit him on the ass. You know what I mean? I'm thinking, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, oh, my dog. Just We're bit going you. home you know I mean? I'm like, And Rod's like, no, she's just excited, buddy. She's just excited. It was like one of her first bear trees. And, and he goes, that dog wasn't aggressive. She was just trying to tell me that there was a bear up that tree. You know what I mean? And sure. And I was all thinking I had to whip this dog, you know what I mean? Like the dog bit the guy and you know what I mean? Like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be that guy that never gets invited back. And, and, uh, but no, he, he, I mean, he just, so he was just that mentor that, you know, he seen things that I couldn't, I wasn't ready to see, you know what I mean? Whatever it was. So sometimes just like say shutting up and not bragging on your dogs, especially if you're in the first year, you, you really I just had no business talking about the strengths and weaknesses of my dogs that early on. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know it at the time. You know what I mean? Nobody knows it at the time. Yeah. It's, it's, isn't it funny when, um, yeah, it's funny when you look back and you're like five years ago, I thought I had the best bird dogs. I was going to, you know, 20 years ago, even for yeah. me, I've been doing this for 23 years now. So I think about like some of my first dogs, how great I thought they were. And now I compare those dogs to where I'm at today. And, uh, yeah, perspectives change. Blowing. Maturity changes. You know, yeah. I, when, I, when we first started breeding, I thought we were uh, kind of in our second generation of breeding. I'm like, these dogs are never going to get better than this. Like, we've hit the – this is it, man. And now here I am five years later, and I'm like, dang. these yeah. do- This litter right here is even just a little bit better than that last litter. Mm-hmm. And so it's yeah. so cool to have – you know, somebody that's had a lot of years of experience, man, you can learn a lot from them. You really can. Yeah. And, and then as somebody that's done it, it's like, yeah, it, it's funny. You chuckle. You look back and you're like, if I could tell my 20-year-old self to, that that dog was just just a good dog, it wasn't, yeah. wasn't the best dog on the face of the earth, you know, right. it would be great. Yeah. And that's kind of, for me, it was like, I just think back and, man, I... I want you, and, and, and it's natural. We want to paint this picture. We want to become this, this expert so quickly. And, and you know, right. you want, it makes you feel good, but it's like, this is a long game. You know what I mean? Like the, the, really the, the work of the dogs and to become a houndsman or a dog man or whatever you want to call it. Um, it takes a couple dogs, you know, because just one is, it's just one dog. You know what I mean? You got to learn the next dog and that, you know, it's just, as you learn different dogs, yeah. You start learning different, you, know, you just get a, I don't know, you get broader. It's kind of like studying, you know what I mean? Do you, I wouldn't want a doc, a first year doctor to be, you know, doing open heart surgery because he read everything out of a book. You know, I want somebody that, that has gone through a couple patients before me, you know, and successfully they just learn <laughs> and, you know, you just, you just have more a robust experience. So, so yeah, in the beginning, man, try to, try to listen and learn because that person probably has a lot more you just don't see the experience. So, yeah, there's no, 
there's just no way to to quantify it. There's not even if you're into it five years, you're thinking, okay, we're cranking. Yeah. And then when you're into it twenty years, you're like, yeah, I didn't know jack crap. And it seems <laughs> so like I, st- I still don't know a lot of it. You know, like stop looking at people and like, man, I still don't know half the time. I think we become more mature too, and realize that the more you learn, the more you don't know, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, be. Uh, not bragging on your dog. You know, don't be the guy that gets invited back as we summarize this. We've got to wrap this one up. Um, I, my wife actually was the one that mentioned it, but if you can let that, if you're going to hunt with that mentor a lot, let him try to drive some of the dogs, no especially doubt. because you'll be more likely to get invited if he's hunting, if, if that dog style meshes with his pack no. or, you know, honestly, there's opportunities that he'll have a dog that may not make his grade, but he wants to see it go to somebody who, you know, maybe it's not the caliber that he needs, but it damn sure could be a, the right caliber for you. You know what I mean? If you're starting out, mm-hmm. there's, there's different levels of dogs that sometimes somebody's coal is going to be your best dog. Yeah. And if you can get a dog from a mentor, um, as long as it, you know, he may want to, he's more apt to let you turn in with that dog because he already knows the dog. He likes the dog and he wants to see you succeed. And so that's, that's a, a piece of advice that I would do. Um, what else you got? My last thought is uh, be teachable, be teachable, yeah. come, come with a humble teachable attitude. And I think things will go well. Jason, as a, as somebody who was not invited back to a lot of different hunts, yeah, don't be named Jason Doobie. That, that's one Jason of them. Jason Doobie with the name Jason Doobie is pretty hard. <laughs> the Hater Club. No, it's uh, I I agree with Jared a hundred percent. The things that I said early on with no ill intention that were received that way, you, you know, just it can really affect the future. You know, you might not mean it a bad way, but when somebody who's a mentor and has put their time and devotion and dedicated their life to what we do and somebody's out there just spouting off it's like want 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 they're not listening either like let's be honest they've tuned you out they're not listening you're not going to get any valuable information out of it i don't feel so just be humble about it and go in with open eyes and you're going to be invited back in that you know even if you do something wrong and they get an opportunity to correct you or suggest something how you handle that is going to dictate if you go back or not that's how i feel about it Awesome. Good one, guys.